Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,295 with a release date of Friday, October 22nd, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Monsoon floods ravage South India. Military radio operators prep for a big contest and a milestone for the Straight Key Century Club. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2295 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. As Newsline went to production, the southern Indian state of Kerala was besieged with flooding and landslides, the result of heavy monsoon rain that began on Friday, October 16th. Authorities were still counting the dead and the missing as the National Disaster Response Force sent its teams out across the state's central and southern regions. The National Institute of Amateur Radio reported that hams were deployed to assist with communications at such sites as the fire and rescue station in the city of North Paravore. Newsline will continue to follow this story as it develops. For 36 hours between the 26th and 28th of October, international teams of radio operators will push the limits of their abilities and their radio equipment to compete in an event that military organizers in Canada are calling the world's most prestigious military-led high-frequency radio competition. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, has the details. The exercise, known as Noble Skywave, is a friendly contest among military radio operators and their affiliates to contact other teams, making use of voice and data modes. Teams can comprise radio operators active in various nations' military forces or they can be in the reserves or National Guard. Operators also participate from the U.S. Military Auxiliary Radio System and the Canadian Forces Affiliated Radio System. This year, more than 150 teams in 10 nations are expected to be on the air, hoping to be crowned the best of the best. Although the majority of participants are in the US and Canada, past exercises have drawn participation from teams here in Australia, the UK, New Zealand and Peru. The communications and electronics branch of the Canadian Armed Forces have been at the helm of this training exercise since 2013. Lieutenant Taylor Curran of the Canadian Armed Forces 21st Electronic Warfare Regiment told Amateur Radio Newsline in an email statement his regiment is the lead mounting unit for the event. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. With the help of some key funding, a digital safety net is ready to expand in the Pacific Northwest. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, brings us that report. An emergency communications network in Oregon is getting the resources to expand its reach with the help of an $88,000 grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications. Oregon Ham WAN for Wide Area Network will use the funds to set up a dozen distribution sites between Salem and Portland, Oregon, enabling a connection to the Puget Sound data ring. That data ring provides communications between Seattle and Vancouver in Washington State. The project leader of the Oregon Digital Network, Herb Wiener, calls the connection a, quote, game changer for emergency communications in the Portland area, end quote. The establishment of 12 backbone distribution sites will allow hams to set up network nodes more quickly in the event of a disaster such as an earthquake. 
Each network node would operate with such equipment as a 12-volt battery and a low-cost Wi-Fi router. The chairman of the Private Foundation's Grants Advisory Committee, John Hayes, K7VE, praised the project for its ability to provide, quote, a strong backbone in Oregon and help preserve our microwave bands, end quote. The multi-megabit data network provides regional connectivity via amateur radio on the microwave bands, providing high-speed digital communications. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. The Straight Key Century Club is celebrating a membership milestone. Randy Sly, W4XJ, tells us how it happened. On October 14th, the Straight Key Century Club enrolled its 25,000th member, the Florida Island Hoppers Amateur Radio Club, W4USI. Club trustee Bill Clark, W3SI, who has been an individual member for over a year, told Amateur Radio Newsline that he is excited to have his club join by far the friendliest, most active group I have ever been with. Now as they activate U.S. Islands, the club can also issue their membership number. The SKCC was founded in 2006 to promote and preserve the art of manual sending with straight keys, bugs, and sideswipers. Membership quickly spread from North America to Europe, Oceania, and Asia. Members can earn various awards as well as participate in sprints and other contests. The club welcomes new and returning CW operators with an overriding philosophy of always being considerate regarding the other operator's speed and skill. Membership in SKCC is free and open to operators of all skill levels. They provide a good place to get your CW feed wet, as well as a fun place to hone your skills on mechanical keys. For more information and to join, please visit their website at www.skccgroup.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ. What are you doing for the first week or so in December? Well, you're invited to be a part of the Antarctic Eclipse Festival. Jerry Goodrich, KF5KRN, explains what's involved. The Antarctic in December? It's a promising time and a promising location for citizen scientists volunteering to help you another project of HAMSI. No, it doesn't involve travel, just an HF radio and some commitment to the cause. With a total solar eclipse happening over Antarctica on December 4th, HAMSI is hoping that HAMS and shortwave listeners around the world will help measure Doppler shift at that time by using their HF receivers at home. The shifts are the result of space weather having an impact on the ionosphere and on propagation paths. The worldwide project, which is being called the Antarctic Eclipse Festival, will be looking for measurements gathered between the 1st and 10th of December. Instructions on how to sign up for the festival, how to collect the data, and how to submit it can be found on the HAMSI website at hamsci.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jerry Goodrich, KF5KRN. There are some new radio rules for a prestigious global yacht race. Here's Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, with that update. A past controversy over alleged illegal use of amateur radio has sunk plans to have such a rig on board any yachts competing during the prestigious Sunday Times Golden Globe race in 2022, according to an article in Yachting Monthly 
magazine, the only permissible radio will be a waterproof shortwave receiver. There may also be a fax capable of receiving charts of weather systems. The 2018 race was beset with reports of illegal radio operations, and in one high-profile controversy, one sailor was sanctioned for allegedly breaking rules that banned outside assistance. He was accused of asking a ham radio operator for weather routing details. Race chairman Don McIntyre said at the time that skippers were only permitted to use information that is available publicly and that weather routing was strictly banned. The yachts are set to sail in September of 2022 for a race that the Yachts and Yachting website calls, quote, a gruelling, demanding and daring marathon, unquote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. So, who needs wires anyway? The U.S. Federal Communications Commission has given its approval to wireless charging technology from a San Jose, California company. Energis Corporation sought approval for its 900 megahertz, one-watt active energy harvesting transmitter that enables wireless transfer of power. The U.S. regulatory agency's OK follows similar approval granted in Europe this past May. The transmitter, known as What Up, is able to charge several devices at the same time and is seen as key to the growth of devices reliant on the Internet of Things. The company heralded the move on its website, praising What Up as, quote, the world's first and only regulatory approved wireless charging technology that supports near and far field wireless power transfer, end quote. Time for you to identify your station. We are the the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K6 PVR repeater in Ventura, California, on Sundays at 6.30 p.m. local time. You don't have to have a Hammerland radio to participate in the 2021 Hammerland Radio Hullabaloo special event in November, but it sure can't hurt. Skeeter Nash in 5 ASH gives us the details. This year's Hammerland Radio special event is a busy one for members of the High Appalachian Mountain Amateur Radio Club. Special event station W4H is marking two occasions this year. The 160th anniversary of the birth in Sweden of Oscar Hammerland, founder of Hammerland Manufacturing, and the 70th anniversary of the radio factory he opened in Mars Hill, North Carolina, to produce Hammerland radios. Hammerland founded his company in New York City in 1910, and while it was operating there, it created the first commercial shortwave superheterodyne receiver. North Carolina, however, was home to Hammerland's last manufacturing plant, which closed in 1973. Even if your radio is a newer model, you can still contact operators between the 17th of November at 1100 UTC and 19th of November at 0100 UTC. But don't be surprised if the radio transmitting back to you is one of the older, classic Hammerlands. Operators will be calling QRZ using CW, SSB, AM, and FM, as well as FT8. Hams in the area can also make contact via the Mount Mitchell repeater on 145.190 MHz. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH.
If you know how to handle busy traffic on the air, perhaps you'd like to think about handling some equally busy traffic at an amateur radio attraction in the UK. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, explains. There are thousands of visitors to the National Radio Centre of the Radio Society of Great Britain each month, so many that the Society is working to expand its volunteer team, especially for weekend shifts. The National Radio Centre, NRC, is located at Bletchley Park, a Victorian mansion near Milton Keynes, some 75 kilometres or 50 miles northwest of London. It was the centre for Second World War intelligence message code-breaking. NRC volunteers will receive training and have access to the GB3RS radio station on the premises. They're being asked to be available to work at least two days a month, especially at weekends. If you are interested or have questions, please contact Martin Baker, G0GMB, at nrc.support at rsgb.org.uk. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. If you're licensed and still confused, welcome to the club. Or, better still, welcome to a boot camp that's being held just for hams and would-be hams who have more questions than answers. Cell MB KB3TZD tells us how to participate. Members of the Nashua Area Radio Society believe it's important to take the mystery out of amateur radio for licensees, whether they're new technicians or veterans with a general or extra class license. The camp is being held on Saturday, November 13th, offering tutorials and demonstrations on everything from putting together an HF station and operating SSB, to fox hunting, CW operation, programming a radio, joining a repeater net, and even the basics of Echolink. Sessions will be held from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The Radio Society website notes that the boot camp is for anyone in North America, not just amateurs in the New England states. Attendance is even open to prospective amateurs who want to learn more about what awaits them once they do get licensed. To register or for more information, follow the link in this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cell MB, KB3TZD. In the world of DX, Miguel EA1BP will operate from Martinique on the 27th of October to the 5th of November as FM slash EA1BP. He'll be on the air holiday style using CW and sideband only on various bands. Listen for him as well during the CQ Worldwide DX sideband contest on the 30th and 31st of October when he will be using the call sign T070 and send QSLs to his home call direct by the Bureau, Club Log, or Logbook of the World. In the months ahead, be listening for the special call sign DL35EUDX between November of 2021 and October of 2022. Radio operators will be using it to mark the 35th anniversary of the European DX Foundation. Be listening as well for other special event stations with call signs ending in 35EUDXF. An award will be available for contacts. December will be a big month for Gavin, GM0GAV, who is activating the call sign GB60ANT all month from Scotland to mark the 60th anniversary of the Antarctic Treaty Signature. Send QSLs to GM0LVI.
Listen for TJ, P-E-1-O-J-R, operating holiday style from Bonaire as PJ4 slash P-E-1-O-J-R through October 29th. He will be on sideband and FT8 and FT4 on 40 and 20 meters, QSL using Logbook of the World or Club Log. If hams love something more than anything else, it's communicating. That means when they're not on the radio, they're talking about radio or reading about it. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us about a magazine recently launched by amateur radio operators in India that's being published electronically to a worldwide readership. Amateurs from the Satara Institute of Hams and the Ocean Cadet Academy Ham Club have just added to the Library of Amateur Radio Publications with the launch of the 5-9 Amateur Radio Magazine. Editor Gauri Gopi Shetty, VU3WTE, and Associate Editor Kamal Bosal, VU3LWE, present articles every quarter showcasing products, contests, and club activities, paying tribute as well to silent keys. According to the Satara Institute's Rohit Bosal, VU2MIB slash W2MIB, the digital magazine, which is available as a free downloadable PDF, already has more than 15,000 readers globally. The October issue has just been published. The inaugural issue, released in June, featured radio pioneer Jagadish Shadra Bose on the cover and a message from club president Deepak Visvanathan, VU3IKO. He said the editorial team takes particular pride in launching the magazine on the occasion of the centenary year of amateur radio in India. The publication's name, the numerals 5 and 9, represent the report given for a perfect signal. The editorial team's hoping readers will likewise give 5-9 magazine a 5-9. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. With thanks to the ARDC, ARRL, Business Wire, CQ Magazine, CNN, David Bihar, K7DP, Energis, Hamsai, Lieutenant Colonel Curran, Nashua Area Radio Society, National Institute of Amateur Radio, Ohio Penn DX, QRZ.com, Oregon Hamwan, Radio Society of Great Britain, Ralph Rogstead, W4RRJ, Rohit Bosal, VU2MIB, W2MIB, Straight Key Century Club, Southgate Amateur Radio News, Shortwaveradio.de, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, WTWW Shortwave, Yachting Monthly, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021, all rights reserved.